Y'all, not me having to have the Wreck-It Ralph conversation with myself today. I know I I reference Wreck-It Ralph way too much on this podcast, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it's going to be. But I definitely had to do the, I'm bad and that's good and I'll never be good and that's not bad. Talk with myself earlier, like... I'm a special type of girl. I'm special. But I was just thinking about mad stuff. And I was like, you know what? You are what you are. Like Jay said, you were who you were before you got here. (laughs) You are who you are. It wasn't so much about like being bad as much as it was about just being yourself. That that's what it was. It was like, you know, all these things, all these things that you can nitpick about yourself about, yeah, they're what they are, but I'm bad and that's good. And I'll never be good. And that's bad. <laughs> that's not even a saying. But that's where I was this morning. I be having to give myself pep talks because life be lifing. And we end up here sometimes. Because y'all, I be going to fuck through it. I ain't going to hold you. Every now and then I be going to fuck through it like everybody else in this world and in this life. So sometimes we just got to give ourselves a little pep talk in the morning. Hop, skip, and jump and get on the good track. I promise y'all. I really do promise y'all. So what to talk about this week, guys? Since summer is winding down, I know I need to wind down this little dating series that we have been talking about. It feels like the season where the Patriots had a perfect season and they won all their games and lost the Super Bowl. Like, that's how I feel like this dating run has been. It has been a similar run. All this damn dating... And here we are. So y'all started with me back in March when I decided to actively date intentionally. And let me tell y'all this. I'm just going to focus on myself. Focus on yourself. What that little girl said that was in the car seat. Worry about yourself. (laughs) But here are a few points. And then on to the episode. And on to our housekeeping. And then we don't got to talk about this no more. Unless I find a boo. Then we don't talk about that too. Um, unless he doesn't want to be talked about on the podcast, because then I won't talk about him on the podcast. But anyway, so here are my points, and then we're going to move around. To those of y'all who gave me good dates, y'all the real MVPs, because y'all know I like an experience, so I'm not mad at that. Um, in my life, I've done my fair share of ghosting, and being on the opposite end of somebody ghosting you is interesting but eh, I respect it I guess you you, you gotta get out how you get out so whatever y'all got ghosted I'm not even gonna tell y'all a story about it if y'all been following the last few weeks you can kind of figure out probably who ghosted me I got ghosted it probably was in my best interest to be honest we're not gonna talk about it um also speaking sexually to me is the easiest way to make me stop speaking to you. I don't know what's wrong with men. I don't know if I give off, I throw coochie vibes. I say I throw ass on this podcast, but I don't know if I give off, I throw coochie vibes easily. But men just be saying the wildest shit to me. And I'd be like, that's okay. I mean, (laughs) if that's the direction you decide to go in this morning, I guess. But it just turns me off and I'd be out. So maybe y'all should wait until a person is comfortable with y'all speaking to them like that. But who am I to tell you how to operate in this world? I'm just giving you my points for my little dating series. And also, after all this dating, after all these different men, 
I've realized I'm still looking for the same things I thought I wanted, but now I know for a fact that I want them. And I think I low-key need them in a partner. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with still being intentional, but I am done with the marathon dating. Bitch, I'm retired. Bitch, we retired. Um, I'm just, I'm just tired, y'all. I'm just tired. So anyway, it looks like if I don't move to LA by the end of the year, and I have been applying to jobs, I'm not going to hold you. And I got a few little connections through people that I know. But I am trusting God's process because baby, every time I try to trust my own, don't turn out the way I thought. Anyway, if I don't move by the end of the year, it's going to be another year of shoveling my own snow. Ooh, the poverty. Ooh, the poverty. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get this housekeeping out of the way. Welcome to Janky Voice Notes with Shay, episode PBWA. I do not know how you made your way here or how you found me, but I promise you I'm happy to have you here. If you would like to look for other things by me, you can find me on the website at shayiconic.com. You can find me on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, at Shea Iconic. On this podcast, we talk about a number of topics, but really we just be getting into shenanigans, helping each other in a safe space, and figuring it out. So once again, welcome to Janky Voice Notes with Shay, episode PBWA. Because if nothing else, we gonna have a different intro every week. One of these intros are gonna stick for me. I... As a person who has been an overachiever basically all of my life, I find it very odd that I move so janky around these podcast streets and that like I have business shit that I need to get done and I get enough done to make sure that I still get my little sponsorship change. But I have so many things to do. It's giving reckless. It's okay. But are you guys wondering what PBWA means, episode title? Well, I'm glad you asked, audience. PBWA, because we know that all of these episodes or most of my episodes are named after song titles. This one isn't any different. PBWA stands for Pretty Bitch With An Attitude. And it's a song by Light Skin Keisha. Y'all know I like Light Skin Keisha. Like, I fuck with her. I rock with her. Her music's good argue with somebody else don't argue with me so the episode is titled pbwa because that's how i'm feeling that's how i feel most of the time and i would like to say that i got some deep thought and was like oh yeah my notes led me to this really i had these notes like me know because i always have my notes and i was listening to the song today and i was like oh that's perfect for what we're going to talk about and what are we going to talk about you ask i'm glad you asked audience <laughs> clearly that's going to be my stick for today um Can I say, I've come to the realization that I'm an introverted bad bitch. I I know, I know, I'm a lot. I'm a lot every day, but it's fine. Like, when people see me and I'm not dressed like a 12-year-old boy playing outside after school, they're like, yeah, that's a bad bitch. Like, that that tracks. Bad bitch, that tracks. It tracks for us. When I have to be social, mm, baby, you know I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to show up in a room and people are going to know I'm there. But really, most of the time, I be in my house FaceTime my family. Talking about cleaning supplies. That's, that's what I'm doing. Sending my friends memes. 
uploading reels on Instagram because I have to. Of shit that I'm not even doing at the current time because I'm probably just sitting in my house in booty shorts staring at the ceiling. But it's crazy to me that most of my life, well, I can't say most of my life, not as like a child. I hope I wasn't a bad bitch as a child. But most of my, I guess, adult life, adult teen life, whatever, figured out. I have walked this line where if anybody knows me, you guys see if I know me when I was younger, it tracks. Like I'm wearing the heels, I'm dressed a certain way, I'm giving off an aura. Like you, if you're here, there must be a reason you're here because you can't just be standing in this room for nothing type of aura with me, right? But I'm also super introverted. Like I can put on when I have to put on. I think we talked about this before, but I can put on when I have to put on because I am charismatic. It's just as what it is. But that's not my natural instinct. Like, I'm the observer. I sit back if I'm able to. Like, yeah, I'm going to show up and show out. But I might not necessarily say anything right away. And it's like, sis, pick a life. Pick a side, pick a side. <laughs> pick a life. Um, what do you want? And honestly, I'm tired. Like, I want to be exactly who I am. I want to be the person who writes and who does all the media stuff. I'm in the background. But I do want recognition for what I do. I do want to pop up at the party with the gang with the double Ds. All right, these aren't double Ds. These are just Ds. I think they are double Ds. It's not the point. I said they Ds. They Ds, all right? <laughs> pop up at the party with the gang, looking how I'm looking, doing how I'm doing, feeling how I'm feeling, makeup immaculate. But I also want to FaceTime my family and talk about cleaning supplies. So... I've just come to that very fine conclusion that I'm going to be a bad bitch who's going to be an introvert. Like, when it's time to slide, I'm going to slide. But this is just who I am. And I think about that because a lot of times people will ask me what I do in different areas of my life. Be it like my 9 to 5 or um, the podcast or a bunch of stuff. And I never really name what I do. I'm like, Tommy, you ain't got no job. <laughs> I do have a job. I like to keep that. Um, but people are always like, what does she do? What does she do? Like half the people sometimes don't even realize that my name is Sherelle. They like think my name is Shay. It is what it is. And I have to figure out either how to be okay with the fact that I insist on being unavailable in a sense or I'm just going to throw myself in the fray. Like I'm always near something. Maybe I'll show up. A lot of people know me. But I don't really like get in the fray of things. It's just like, oh, you friends with Shay? Oh, you know Shay? Oh, Shay know you? Oh, you know Shay? I know Shay. Like that, I'm that person. But then it's like, Shay ain't going to show up to this issue. Nope. <laughs> nope. Shay ain't going to take a picture. Nope. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And I feel like, honestly, I hold myself back from accomplishing things in a timeline that is quicker than what it has taken for me to accomplish them because I do tread this line. Like, I want to be social, but I don't. Like, I'm good at stuff. I lend to stuff. I help people with stuff. People help me. But then I'm, like, not in the room because I'm just not. And I don't know. I, I talked to my therapist about why this stuff happens. But I realized that that's, that's just who I am. And I'm trying to grow because there's always opportunity to change to reflect and just really fight for who you want to be in this world and how you want to show up. But my life gives chaos. I give chaos and I'm tired. I'm tired, baby. <laughs> baby, I'm tired. Maybe that should have been the name of the episode, baby. I'm tired. Nope, because I'm a pretty bitch with an attitude. 
in that tracks, ask any of these men who've been talking to me. I don't, I don't necessarily have an attitude. I just speak up and a lot of people don't like that. I'm also hoping this week, guys, that this episode is a little bit shorter because I'm recording it on an off day. So it feels like I'm not like in my podcast bag. I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> what the fuck was that? It feels like I'm not in my podcast bag or just, you know, talking as smoothly as I usually do, but I still have the notes. But as you know, the notes are just there for reference. Usually I'm just kicking shit to y'all and doing it off the dome. But here we are. And because we've had longer episodes, the last few episodes, I'm hoping that this is giving y'all snack time, lunch time. Do your makeup. Well, it take me two hours to do my makeup. I need a long podcast. But hopefully it don't take you that long to do your makeup. Do your makeup. Get yourself together in and out as you listen to Kiki with me. <sighs> One thing I definitely did want to talk about this episode, though, is rejection and regret. And what made me think about it is what I touched upon earlier in this episode about being ghosted. Um, your body remembers your trauma, but you really get to see how far you've come and how far you've grown when you are faced with that something that wasn't good for you previously made you fail. And as I was saying here this week, and I'm like, since you got yourself into this situation, you didn't want to be here, and then you was out here playing and shit. Playing and shit. Not even mud, girl. It's fine. (laughs) But... I was proud of myself because when I came to the realization that there was an element of rejection happening to me, I did not react the way I have reacted in the past. So I have this, the duality of it. I have this way of sometimes just not giving a fuck, don't care, whatever, we're moving on. Or I'm like, no, I got to prove because they got to know and this is why and This time, I didn't do either of those things. I kind of was like, yeah, I care that this is happening. But at the same token, if this is the course of action that that person is taking, then it's not for me. It wasn't for me before. And this is confirmation that it's not for me. Because anybody who cares about you in any capacity would not do actions that make you feel less than what you are. And I was so proud of myself because... I know for me and I know for a lot of people, rejection is hard. Like, you don't want me? You don't want me? <laughs> I'm a popping ass bitch. You don't want me? <laughs> no. But, you know, you sit in this space and it's just like, even if you didn't want it, even if it's like you see a cookie on the table, a chocolate chip cookie, and you're like, I don't even eat chocolate. The minute somebody's like, you can't have the chocolate chip cookie, you're like, you don't want me? <laughs> chocolate chip cookie and it takes you through these emotions and it lends to whatever past insecurities you had whatever current insecurities you have and it mixes up in trauma that you've experienced that is akin to what you're happening now and it can lead you on a road of like how am I back here what is my worth what is happening but let me say when you get to that other side when something similar happens and you have a different reaction, oh baby, your superpowers are unlocked. <laughs> we on a bonus round of Super Mario Brothers off in this bitch. I am old. Did you just say Super Mario Brothers? I'm old. It's fine. But 
know that and I clearly can't take credit for this damn comment that I'm about to say because it's all over the internet and I don't know who to attribute it to so find it if you want to I don't got time rejection is sometimes God's protection like you may feel like you're losing out or you're missing something, or I wanted it so bad. Why can't it be mine? It has to be mine. Aren't I good enough to have that? Maybe sometimes that shit ain't good enough to be with you. It's your protection. Like, take what you can take out of it. It was a good time. It was a good time. If it wasn't, it wasn't. Take your lessons and move the F on. And understand that sometimes it does have something to do with you because everybody's like it's not personal sometimes it is <laughs> sometimes the person just don't want you but also sometimes it has nothing to do with you that people live 24 hours of a life a day right and you're only with them so much of that time you don't know how many decisions they had to make that day what role they're led on what happened before they got to you what happened after they left you you just don't know so Although I'm talking about this in a person-to-person -person relationship aspect, I want you to think about that when you're pushing the rock up the hill in business, when you're pushing the rock up the hill in life, it it's hard when you want something, but know that it may just be a not right now. That made me think about my fertility journey that we talked about in a bonus episode because as I look back, and it wasn't in the notes for this podcast, but as I have looked back over the years and I think about my fertility journey and, you know, not wanting kids, then wanting kids, and then it being difficult to possibly have kids and recognizing that although at one point I was willing to have kids with a certain person or people, I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> Part of me is like, thank you, God, <laughs> because... I would have been attached to that person or those people for my entire life, for my kids' entire life, and then having to show up in a way that made me be with the person who has caused me so much emotional trauma, but having to be strong so that my kid has two parents that care for it and can function and co-parent and just putting my feelings to the side. Not to say I'm not able to do that. I hope I don't ever end up in that situation where I have to do it, but I would have done it. But because I don't have to do it and I can reflect on it, I'm like, oh God, thank you. <laughs> because one thing about me, I'm a lemon pepper step. If you see me in a fight with a beer, pray for the beer, but I'm also soft and I'm sensitive. And I had to come to that conclusion too. Like I can be all of those things. Yes, the 98% of me that you're going to get is the one who's going to step. O'Shea going to step each and every time, <laughs> each and every time. But I'm also soft. Like, I'm also like, rub my butt. Give me hugs. Like, tell me I'm cute. That type of stuff too. Stand in front of me when there's danger. Let me know that I'm safe. That type of person. I had to be okay with those dualities as well. Because trying to always be this person just kind of chips away from the whole person you are. I feel like I'm giving y'all a word today. Fan me. Fan me. I'm giving y'all a word. At least that's how I feel. Let's see how we, <laughs> let's see how this sounds when I go back and edit. But we're just talking some real talk today. We're just talking person to person. And 
understanding that all of us are just on this journey. Can I say that this week is Boston Carnival? And this is how I know that I am older because at one point, Carnival was life. Like, you know, it's part of my culture. My grandmother, not my grandmother, my great-grandmother was on like the Boston Carnival committee or board or some stuff like that. Like, and it's, it's rooted, but <laughs> I got plans this weekend. I got about eight appointments to take care of and some functions to go to. And I just realized today, this weekend is Boston Carnival, sis. I don't know how you about to maneuver this city. You got half the transit system shut down. Carnival happening in the center of the city. <sighs> Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. And I ain't getting no... <clears throat> Sorry. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> oh, Lord. The stress of it all. The stress of it all. Mm-mm-mm. Man. Moving along. I feel like we talk about this a lot. But I'm going to guess I put this in my notes for a reason. But I'm going to try to wrap it up in a succinct way that doesn't lend to me harping on this. Because I feel like we already talked about this. And maybe this is another thing we need to put to rest. Like the dating series. To rest it goes. To rest it goes. <laughs> but respect your brand. And I say that because it's so easy to get caught up in what is working for somebody else in another brand and I think this connects to me talking about my duality between being an introverted bad bitch I'm an introverted bad bitch and that's fine I need to put that on a t-shirt D remind me to put that on a t-shirt I need to put that on a t-shirt I'm an introverted bad bitch um but Respect your brand, your lane, your thing, your timing, and your stuff. So the thing about me, because I just started really doing social media as a way of promoting my business or growing my social media as a way of intertwining it with my business, I've missed the mark a few times to have a larger following. And also we talked about the fact that I like to be in the background that don't work when you use social media for business. And I know it's true because whenever I'm out here popping my shit in a different country, giving y'all these D's, throwing some D's on that timeline, here y'all come. But it would be easy for me, maybe not, it wouldn't be easy. It would be beneficial for me to keep doing that type of content to build up my following. But the type of people I want are the type of people who's actually going to read and listen to my podcast. So I have to take that slow train up that steep hill of keep chipping away at, okay, throwing out quotes, responding to things, typing things, doing reaction posts and stuff like that and getting people to come in that way. And I was looking at... I don't know who it was because I don't remember what this note was from, but I was looking at, I think somebody similar from a different city and I'm like, shit, sh I'm like, sis is killing the game. And I'm like, you know what? That's not your brand. That's not what you are. You have to respect your lane and dig down into the things that you enjoy doing because shit, if you keep trying to do, not keep because I'm not doing it. If you try to do what other people are doing because it seems easy, it's going to be hardest for you. It's going to be hard. I don't know why I'm swearing so much this episode. Because I get no dick. Um, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. 
So I just want to say, respect your brand, respect your timing, respect your lane. Yes, we talk about being willing to pivot and to shift, but don't do it when it's not natural. Don't do it because you think that this will be the quick and easy fix. Do it because it makes sense for you. We feeling each other? Okay. Y'all, I should have said this earlier. I really want to move. Like, I really feel like there's nothing holding me here in Boston. There's no reason for me to be here. Yes, we have my family, my friends. I love y'all. We have, we have phones, right? We FaceTime and WhatsApp and all those things. I just feel like there's so much more out there for me. And me staying in my city is probably holding me back from expanding. So I need to respect my lane, respect my pivot, and respect my shift. I don't know. Last thing I want to talk about, because it got me in a chokehold, rap shit. Rap shit has got me in a chokehold, baby. When I tell you I was dead ass sick <laughs> last night, like sick, sick, down bad, laying across the bed, naked sick, because I just was sick and just couldn't do it. Just I was just like, it's going to be what it is. <laughs> it's going to be what it is. I'm going to be in here laying in here minding my business until I feel better and then I woke up and was like oh I miss rap shit I gotta get up <laughs> I really did get up I was like I watch I gotta watch rap shit Maurice still throwing pipe <laughs> what's happening with Mia who's doing Mia wrong who we gotta fight for Mia and I got up and I watched it for one the sex scenes y'all killing me oh god it's dry out here y'all and I can't take these scenes because everybody but Jesus is blocked on my phone so that means I can't even like make an accidental text phone call I don't even have any temptation dropping back I'm sorry when I tell you I'm, I'm going to recap rap shit but we're gonna talk about these sex scenes because this is what we're gonna do when I tell you when Maurice slid across that floor, flipped Shauna over, licked his hand, and got to doing what it did, I said, oh, I'm not going to make it through this winter. I'm not going to make it through August. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. I'm going to whisper. We're going to come closer to the mic. I'm gonna come closer to the mic, girl. Um, I watched that scene like three times. I'm sorry. Y'all, it's dry out here. Oh god, <laughs> I missed it so much. Sure, I'll come back. Um, yep. And then I I feel like I be giving the game book to me sometimes on this podcast. So it's like if I do date somebody seriously, I'd be like, go, I might have to say, like, go into the podcast. Like I tell my business, but I don't tell my business, but I be dropping gems on there. So maybe listen to the podcast, which is funny because up until one of the last guys I talked to, I wouldn't even tell guys I had a podcast because it's none of their business. If you find it, you find it. That means I need to be better about my marketing if you're not. But I did tell the last guy, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Back to these sex scenes. The Lamont and Mia sex scene. Let, let me tell y'all this. You grab me by the neck, you own me like a pit bull. I said what I said. I said what I said and I'm not ashamed. When he put his hands ever so gently on her neck and was like, you sure? Bet! Woo! I got weak in knees. <laughs> I buckled. I folded. I launched it on the ditch. Like, I... Woo! <laughs> Y'all can't see my hand movements, but I need a second. I'm sorry, companies that are listening. Um, 
I know that companies that do listen align with the things I'm saying, but I, you know, just in case somebody wants me to guest host the podcast, I promise I can act right. This is just one of them episodes. Pray for me. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, then, 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 then they got to move into the living room table and cock the leg up, babe. I said, oh no, <laughs> I can't watch this. I'm going to keep watching this, but I, oh yes. Yes, me. I'm sorry. That has been two minutes talking about two sex. I'm, the point is, Issa Rae know how to give a sex scene in all her collaborators because, whoo, between my lustful spirit for Maurice, who the real actor in real life is married, so I really don't got lust spirit for him because we don't lust after people's husbands, and Lamont, who I didn't even realize was, who I didn't even realize was in The Harder They Fall, and I loved him in that movie. He was a little annoying, but I loved him in that movie. I, oh, Lord. I was like, where's my Boaz? Where's my Boaz to throw this ass? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be all right, y'all. It's, it's a rough week. I'm going to be all right. It's okay. But they do what they need to do in these sex scenes. But let's get into the reality of rap shit. It is a well put together show. It's a well written show. And the reason I say that, I might be biased. I'm an Issa Rae fan, but she's not the only writer on the show. Clearly, they have different writers each episode. I think she's the executive producer, honestly. It's well written because it's not trying to present black people to be palatable to a different audience it's just writing our stories and putting a lens on our stories and how dynamic we are how we're not the same everybody's going through a different struggle but we understand it because we're getting out the mud and when I say getting out the mud I understand that not everybody has you know grew up without money everybody has a different story but when I say getting out the mud and using it in this context and not the way that it's typically used, I mean figuring yourself out, going hard for yourself, finding people who ride for you and putting a lens on people's journeys. Like rap shit gives that. It gives me everything I need to give too because I just had to realize I'm rap shit as hell. I am who I am. <laughs> Advanced degrees and all. I am who I am. Um, But it's well written and I like the storyline we're following with the characters to show that they are dynamic. Like they're not one dimensional. Yeah, Mia is a hot girl. She's given what needs to be gay. She's a city girl, but she's a mom. You know, she's still in love with her baby father, but she just wanted more for him. We don't know why they broke up, but we know they're here. Shauna get on my goddamn nerves, but I get it too. <laughs> she's somebody who's wanted something for so long and it's finally happening and although I believe that she does care about me and she cares about the group she wants to prove to people that she deserves this because for so long she was going at it a different way and it wasn't working and now it's working and she wants to remind herself because of her insecurities that I'm still the same person who's spitting bars who's writing my pen ain't any different just because I'm writing something else and I want people to see that now did she do that at the expense of the group's performance and at the expense of Mia, absolutely. I would have tripped that bitch on stage. But I get it. I don't get it because I wouldn't have did it, but I get why she did it. Um, even Chastity, like, people are like, oh, she was acting like a groupie when she met Timbaland. They at the performance. She's supposed to be their manager. She's doing this. She's doing that. The third, 
it's hard for her to turn off that hustler pimp spirit. She's like, she's used to getting close to people by flattering them. Y'all know that's what that pimp shit is. You flatter somebody like, oh, I like your coat. Your coat's giving. Oh, that must be real leather. It's butter soft. Like, yeah, my homeboy used to have something like that. And I really like the way it look on you because you really like wearing that shit. You put it the fuck on. She used to that slick talking. And although she does need it as a manager, she has to remove herself and realize she belongs in the room too. I'm the manager of this group. They're on a Spotify playlist and we're doing X, Y, and Z. Let's talk about business. She has to realize she's stepping up on that ladder to be an equal and maybe not equal years of experience, equal money, equal whatever, but equal as in I deserve to be in this room to do business with you. So she's learning along the way as well. And people going too hard on chastity. We talked about Lamont. Because in the first couple episodes, you're like, this man. Mm. But then we realize, you know, everybody's going through something. He really is trying. He's not just out here being filed to Mia. He's really trying to get his dreams off the ground too. And I think Mia recognizes it more now because she's trying to do something that she really cares about. And she see how much goes into it. And it happens to be the same industry. Now we're going to talk about my baby boo. <laughs> That means not your baby. I have for 30 plus years avoided dating a Haitian and I will not let a Haitian get me. <laughs> but the way Maurice about to bring me down. No, Maurice. Sweat, really? Um, really, Sean, he going with the scamming one? We're not going to talk about Maurice's scamming. Everybody doing what they got to do, I guess. But what I want to talk about is people like, oh, Sean ain't sticking to the rules. There's rules to this F buddy game. You catch your feelings, you catch your feelings. Let me tell you this. This is why I have never, and I probably will never, date one of my homeboys. Because for me, friendship is big. And I hate to have this cool-ass friendship with this person, and then I lose it because we made a misstep and got to hunching. And now, that where did I get hunching from? Don't you from Jesse Wu? I probably did. I just want to give credit where credit's due. Um, but we got to doing things with each other. And now you're moving shifty because I'm a F buddy to you and I my feelings are involved and they're not supposed to be. And I think that's what makes it cloudy. I don't think it's just, oh, the the sex is so good that Shauna has lost her mind, even though that set looked like it's good. Did y'all see that? Shout out to come back. I'm sorry. It's dry. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think it's just that the sex is so good that Shauna's just losing her damn mind. It's, this is the person that she kicks back with. This is the person that she keys with. This is the person that she shares her hopes and her dreams with because they were friends. I mean, this is the person she's scamming with. So when he goes missing, and we don't know why he's missing. Everybody's like, he must be in jail. Or he could just be a fuck. It's fine. We don't know why he's missing. But whatever the case may be, don't be hard on Shauna for wanting his presence or wanting to vent to him because she was already doing that before he was all up in them gutter room news. He, before he got to swapping around her organs, that's who she was talking to. Like, that was her homeboy. So, I don't know if I really gave y'all a recap of the show because I didn't. I just highlighted the points that I want to talk about. But I can't wait till next week, which is episode eight. And as always, y'all know we always on that Issa because we want more episodes. We want more minutes. We want more time. She's like, can y'all leave me alone? <laughs> I'm trying to be on the yacht. Um... Let's see what happens in episode eight. It'll be interesting to see where Maurice is. I hope he's not locked up. But you know, in like episode four or something, his cousin asked him about, you trust these women? He's like, I don't trust these bitches. So he could just be treating Sean how he treated her, playing her to the left. 
who knows Shauna I know the feeling Sherelle come back it's fine come back um <laughs> let's see what happens with me and Lamont oh speaking of me and Lamont Shauna you got some no yeah Shauna you got some goddamn nerves to tell Mia not to give her damn baby father a chance this man is putting in real work caring for her listening to her picking her up when she's down because let me tell you this if you can't come over my house and cook me a ghetto meal when I'm down and out because y'all don't got a gourmet me. If you can't boil some hot links and fillet them bad boys and put mustard on it for me when I'm not feeling my best and kiss me on the forehead, what are we doing here? So I get it, Mia. I get it. But for Sean to be like, oh, he's reducing our music and this is just messy. Child, that is her child's father. <laughs> they was in a relationship at one point. You was chasing Cliff up in New York making little sex tapes and y'all got way less. Y'all got years, but y'all got way less. So... Shauna, Shauna's advice be off. That's why sometimes you just, you got to do what you got to do. You got to assess your situation by yourself, speak it over with you and yourself and decide what's best for you. Because sometimes people's lens is a little foggy because they don't know all the details. But y'all see how Rapture got me in Choco? That's the most focused part of this podcast we've had this whole time. But sadly, we've come to the end of this episode um i hope you guys have a great weekend i hope my commute tomorrow is well and not a headache but we shall see and i will tell y'all about next week god willing um and i hope you just enjoy your weekend let this weekend be a popping weekend for all of us that is full of safety joy happiness and abundance that's what i say and that's what i look forward to so once again thank you for listening to jinky voice notes with shay episode pretty bitch with an attitude (laughs) until next time Happy Friday.